We're broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Skate Pod. I'm your host, Engineer Rachel. And I'm Ross White. It's March 23rd, 2020, and we are searching for a hospitable planet. But in the meantime, we have trivia questions about the royal family, Green Day, the UN, and great books. We'll be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. This week's theme song was In Suspense by Pod Summit. I We're still on the lookout. We're still looking for that permanent theme song. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Don't lose hope. Rach, I am back out of my stasis bed, and it's been a week, but I don't feel like it's been a week. I mean, the time just passes so quickly in there. like it's been a year for me. I'm not in my stasis bed. I'm all alone. Well, true, true. You know, what's weird to me is that even though he left us last week, Daniel Spencer's escape pod is like still right next to us. Can you see him out there by yeah, Julia? Yeah. She's, She's still doing her spacewalk. spacewalk. Let's see. Oh, our sensors. They're reading a massive gravity burst from the closest asteroid. What the? We're being sucked into the asteroid. Ah! Rach, did we, did we get the communications array back online? I think finally we did we did i got it i fixed it it took took long enough but you guys uh if anybody on earth is listening we have been trapped on this asteroid for over a year now we're just wandering we've had just and there's a lot of it to wander this thing is huge it has an atmosphere it has lush greenery it has water uh we're alive but thankfully I've been in stasis beds in and out for so long. This is the longest I've been awake in forever. And it's freaking me out. I've had to carry Ross at more than one occasion. He is very weak. That's yeah. That's one thing that like, uh, we hadn't really talked about, but my neck, my legs have never worked when I get out of a stasis bed. I just kind of sit. He up. does not use the in pod gym. No, never. Why would I work for out? muscular atrophy? That's why. Anyway. Well, our, pod is totally wrecked we have been salvaging parts to keep critical systems online we've got uh life support in like a very small part of it uh which that's where we've been sleeping that's where we've been taking our meals uh we lost julia we lost spock our cat dan spencer is nowhere to be found so if you're able to hear us, we have not been able to get back into space. Our pod, of course, is powered by correct answers, and we have had no one here to answer questions for the longest time. We can't even fully Spock into it since he's gone. I'm starting to lose hope, Rach. I'm beginning to think that we will be stranded here, isolated forever. We need someone to answer trivia questions for us immediately. <laughs> if only a shape would appear on the horizon. Oh my God, Rach, there's a shape on, a the, shape horizon. on the horizon. Do you think it's someone who could answer trivia questions for us? Over here. This way. Over here. My God, I think it's another human. Hello, fearless stranger. Who Who are you? Hello, is anyone there? It's me, Blythe. Blythe? Hello. Blythe, tell us about yourself. We're Ross and Rachel. We're from an escape pod, and we crash-landed here. We don't even know quite where we are. Are. You, a, are you a native of this planet? I am not, in fact. And it's so weird that I found human life here. Um, I hail from the furthest region of the of the Earth, a place called uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, I remember Boston. And I'm here to save you. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank you so much. I, how did you even know that we were here? All the way in Boston. I know. I just, I had a superstition. And um, I also saw this, this, this person, this cat named Spock came to me. He appeared and let me know that y'all needed some help. So You've seen Spock? I got here as quick Spock. as I could. I have. He's doing quite well. Oh, thank God. Why hasn't he come to save us himself? 
he's on the way, but I had to get a head start. This is completely comforting. Well, Blythe, uh, if you've got a spaceship that's working, we'll just hop on that and we'll ditch this whole trivia question thing. I don't think we need to do it. Yeah, anymore. I'm not committed to this gimmick at all. Unfortunately, um, I had some some malfunctions upon arrival, so um, I'm stuck here with y'all until we can answer some trivia questions. Oh, the no. universe has once again or, ordained that we 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 ask trivia questions. Truly. Well, Blythe, since it seems like you're probably going to be with us for a little while, tell the listeners a little bit about your old life on Earth. Let's see. Um, in my old life on Earth, uh, I had just finished up um, four years in this state called North Carolina, a beautiful, beautiful place with mountains and beaches uh, and a pretty good school with a... Uh, with an all right basketball team, it appears. And what else? I enjoyed reading. I enjoyed writing short stories. Um, I also enjoyed trivia. So, you know, it's actually kind of serendipitous that I ended up here with y'all. Sounds perfect. Seems reasonable to me. Yeah. Well, Blythe, here are the rules. Our remaining systems are hooked up to an AI-powered set of intelligence scanners that will give you points for each answer you get right. And our AI has grown and changed since we launched into space. It's fallen in love, and it seems to have grown a sense of humor. So in addition to correct answers, it now seems to be giving points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We will ask all the questions for a round to give our listeners some time to think about their answers, and then we'll check back in with you to see how you did. Points power the pod, so the better you do, the longer we'll be able to keep these life support systems going, and we might even be able to repair other critical systems. It's all resting on your shoulders. No pressure. Exactly. Round one today is our general knowledge round, and Blythe, here is your first question. 20% of Earth's oxygen is produced by one region of only 5.5 million square kilometers. Where is it? We're looking for like a, a region name, not necessarily like, oh, it's in this country or on this continent. If you can do exact geographic uh, longitude and latitude, latitude, that would be really helpful for me, though. That would super help us because that would give us a place to aim towards as we try to get back to Earth. I wish I'd been in space as long as y'all, but um, I'm still a little rusty on my, my orient orientation skills, orienteering. Well, we, we have no idea exactly where we are after that gravity burst sidelined us a year ago. But I will say it's interesting, Blake, that, you know, you've said you're from a place called Boston or a place called North Carolina. Like, we're from Earth. We know where those are. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured it'd been so long since you've been there. I just had to, you know, jog your memories a little. Uh, no, we appreciate it. We appreciate <laughs> I have a mind like a steel trap. And on to question two. Green Day has three top 20 hits on the Billboard Hot 100. What were they? Uh, who doesn't love a little bit of Green you know, Day? I love a little bit of Green Day. Blythe, do you ever listen to Green Day? Um, maybe once many, many moons ago. Um, I think I'm more into the green, you know, parts of Earth. Question one was a little easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll move on to question number three. I'll name a college. You tell me what city it's located in. And it's a four-part question. So we're going to give you all four parts uh, sort of set off by different letters. 3A is Vanderbilt. So tell us what city Vanderbilt is in. 3B is Barnard. I think it's Barnard. Is it Barnard? Bernard. 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 3C is Carnegie Mellon which is way better a university than Honeydew Melon. <laughs> and 3D is McAllister. Not more Honeydew. Isn't Honeydew kind of like the worst when you get a cup of mixed fruit and you're like, oh, it's all cantaloupe and Honeydew. I just wanted like two strawberries. Are you stealing gags from BoJack Horseman now? What is Is that from BoJack Horseman? Oh, no. I mean, it's a universal hate, I think, is Honeydew Melon, but they did gag it in BoJack. Oh, nice. I haven't. I must have stolen it from there because I know I've seen almost all of it. I haven't seen every episode. Hmm. Good show. It is a good show. 
Should we do question four? All right. Only three UN members sta- member states begin with R. One is a massive superpower. One has a brutal civil war. And one borders Serbia. Name them. So three states that begin with R. Oh, who doesn't love the letter R? It's, it's the a first good letter. letter in our name. Oh. <laughs> R and R power. Yeah. We got that Ross and Rachel thing going. Yeah. And by that, what I mean is that Rach is very fashionable and I'm a loathsome human being. <laughs> no one likes him. <laughs> no one does. And Question I'm going to star in movies. Say that again. And then I'll go off and star in movies. And I will have no career whatsoever after this. This Woo-hoo. is it for me. You better hold on to it while you can. Oh, indeed. Question five are questions about seasons. 5A Blythe. Shakespeare's Richard III said, now is the winter of what? 3B. Brian Adams sang about the summer of which year? 5C. The sound of autumn makes up the first part of which founder of Liberty University's last name? And 5D. Which artist recorded Born to Run? Those really ranged. Those really a range of questions there. They all have something to do with the seasons. Oh, no, I I see it. I see it. I think that's going to help Blythe on 5C and 5D for sure. I hope so. Question six. Which famous Georgia author and winner of the 1937 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction is buried in Atlanta's Oakland Cemetery under the name Margaret Marsh? Oh, I like this question from the AI. I went to a wedding in Oakland Cemetery one time. Really? Is it? Yeah. It's a really uh, surprising place to get married. Yeah. But you know, where better to start the rest of your life with someone than where everybody else's lives have come to a screeching halt? It. You know, it makes a poetic statement on the cycle of life, I suppose. (laughs) It's a really gorgeous place. They've got like a beautiful building, but we did a bunch of outdoor stuff. And my lovely wife, Heidi, and I just wandered through the graves like during the time that the reception was being held. We actually visited the grave in question. Oh, really? Yeah. So I do recognize this one. So it's personal meaning for you. Oh, indeed. So why don't we check in with Blythe to see how she's doing. Blythe, you're going to get 50 points for each correct answer in this round. Hopefully we'll get just a little something something to work on these ship's systems. Number one, 20% of Earth's oxygen is produced by one region of only 5.5 million square kilometers. Where is it? Uh, The Amazon rainforest. That is correct for 50 points. All right. Question two was our Green Day question. They had three top 20 hits on the Billboard Hot 100. What were they? Uh, Bonus points if you could guess where they fell on the top 100. (laughs) Why would anyone know that? Um, I Walk Alone. Big eyeliner moment. I'm really, really sad. Uh, Middle School Sucks. Middle School Sucks Part 2. And did we really need all this hairspray? (laughs) You know, oddly enough, the AI gave you 25 points for your first answer and then another 25 for reading from your middle school journal. (laughs) (laughs) We reward vulnerability here on the pod. Good, good, good. (laughs) I'll name a college, Blythe. You tell me what city it's in. 3A was Vanderbilt. Oh, you know what? We didn't give Blythe the correct answers to number two. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Weren't those the right ones? I thought we just accepted that. Very (laughs) close. So close. Um. So we had Boulevard of Broken Dreams, which we gave you points for I Walk Alone. That's a line in there. Um, Then we have Wake Me Up Where September Ends, When September Ends, and Holiday. Okay, I should have maybe gotten the September one. (laughs) I once did a cover of that at camp, um, but we changed the lyrics to be about horses. So that one also... What was it called? Uh... I don't quite remember, but um, that one it will also be staying in the middle school uh, diary, never to be seen again. That's my- greatly disappointing. <laughs> Question number three. I'll name a college. You tell me what city it's in. 3A is Vanderbilt. That is in Nashville, Tennessee. 
correct. 3B is Barnard. Uh, New York City. New York City. Get a rope. That is correct. Uh, also, that is a line from a Pace Picante commercial from the 1980s, I think. I don't know why that comes out every time I hear someone say the words New York City. It's Don't judge me, Rach. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> 3C is Carnegie Mellon. Uh, Go Terriers. Are they in Pittsburgh? They are in Pittsburgh. And 3D is McAllister. Uh, I'm going to guess that is in McAllister, Wisconsin. Ooh, so close. Great guess. In the Twin Cities. Oh. Yeah. All right. Question number four was only three UN member states begin with R. Uh, Name them. Russia. Ding. Um, America. And, <laughs> and really should know this one better. So Russia was correct and Romerica was correct on alternate versions of Earth, but our AI is not taking it for the one you're from. So Russia, Rwanda, and Romania were uh. the correct answers there. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> Question number five was about the seasons. 5A, Shakespeare's Richard III said, now is the winter of... Our discontent. What? Our discontent is correct. That's another 50 points for you. 5B, Brian Adams sang about the summer of which year? 65. No. So close. 69? It was 69. Okay. And, I mean, honestly, Blythe, if you've listened to the two of us at all, you had to know that that was yeah, going to be the I We will always go for the cheap joke. <laughs> I should have anticipated the 69. <laughs> There's no summer of 420, so. <laughs> 5C. Well, the summer of 1420. That was, oh, there you go. That was a good year. I remember it. I'm sure 5C you do. <laughs> oh, hey, I get it. I'm old. I get it. <laughs> 5C, the sound of autumn makes up the first part of which founder of Liberty University's last name? Uh, that would be Mr. Falwell. Jerry Falwell yeah. is the correct answer on that. Another 50 points for you. And which artist recorded Born to Run? Mr. Bruce Springsteen, patron saint of New Jersey. <laughs> oh, a, what a thing I, to be a patron saint of. I feel like everyone I've met from New Jersey loves Bruce Springsteen. And I just, it's true. And that's it. That's the, the God's honest truth. No, when you come out of the womb in the state of New Jersey, Springsteen is playing in the delivery room. Number one trivia skate pod fan, Christine Greider is a big Bruce Springsteen fan. She's not from New Jersey though. So he's, he's got one or two fans outside of the state of New Jersey, <laughs> but I'm just waiting for his album about the turnpike. Cause that's going to be. Blow it out of the water. Hit. All right. Um, and our last question of this round. Which famous Georgia author and winner of the 1937 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction is buried in Atlanta's Oakland Cemetery under the name Margaret Marsh? Uh, my guess is Flannery O'Connor. Uh, but I always mix her up with Eudora Welty. And I feel like neither are right because I'm getting <laughs> silence. <laughs> Well, both are wrong. So. <laughs> it was actually Margaret Mitchell, author oh. of Gone with the Wind. Well, should that book really have won a Pulitzer? Let's talk about that. Let's do talk about that. Let's, yes. No. Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> All right. Discussion over. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Good talk. Does anyone else have anything to add? <laughs> um, no. I've seen some interesting essays about the movie. but True. Very true. Mammy was yeah, not, not gonna... the actress who played um, Mammy in the movie, which I'm forgetting her name, but um, she won an Oscar for that. I think she was the first African-American woman to win an Oscar and was not invited to the premiere screening of her own movie. How crazy is that? Yeah. I also heard that she had trouble getting roles after that, especially roles that weren't like other Mammy characters. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Anyway, since I was American. horribly wrong, how am I looking on the on the AI? At the end of one round, Blythe, <laughs> you have got 
500 points from our AI. That's okay. Usually it only takes 1,000 points to power us into the next week. I don't know if it's going to take more to get another system online. I guess we're just going to have to push on through. Sounds good. Keep on chugging. I'm ready. Round two is a theme round, Blythe. It's all about the Royals. Woo! All right, and I'm By ready. that I mean the Kansas City Royals. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. A cruel trick only you would play. <laughs> Truly. All right. Question number one. Which member of the royal family inadvertently revealed her romance with a divorced man when she brushed a piece of fluff from his officer's jacket at the queen's coronation? That seems like a moment made for a televised drama that could happen 40 to 50 years later. Yes, perhaps released on an internet streaming service. Someone should do that. You would make mad bank. Mad bank. How long have y'all been away from Earth? Because I have some things to tell you. It's been a minute. What? (laughs) Are people stealing our ideas? No comment. (laughs) Question number two, Blythe. Henry VIII had six wives, and I'm going to get you to name these three of them. 2A, this wife had the same name as the actress who played Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, which I assume is still on on earth right that that tv show's gotta still be airing absolutely not what i know so many hard truths and it's just the past minute we've been away so long maybe we've been in isolation longer than a year rage oh my goodness what year is it Blythe? it's the year 2021 oh still just a year yeah yeah okay well at least we know how the sun works we just need to read more magazines i guess To be the king's split from this wife led to the establishment of the Church of England. Can you imagine wanting to be divorced so badly that you'd be like, let's just start a whole new church where this is legit? Honestly, it was pretty, pretty fierce, pretty dramatic. When you said honestly, I thought you were going to say, honestly, I have started a new (laughs) church to get divorced. Please don't Google my name. You can Google Engineer Rachel. I think that's not going to come up. To see, this was the first of Henry VIII's wives who was beheaded. Who was she? Just the first. Just the first. He did it multiple times. We, we just want the first one. Imagine wanting to get remarried so bad you behead someone. <laughs> like, but for kings, I feel like that was probably an easier thing to do than be like, forget it. I've had it with the Pope. I'm starting a whole new church. I am God's figure on earth. Well, actually, no, I don't know. I've met dudes like that. I feel like they go hand in hand. The type of guy who would behead his wife. <laughs> the type of guy who starts his own church. That, that is straight up true. Jim uh, Jones is calling. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. Name Queen Elizabeth's husband and all four of her children. If you get this wrong, the queen herself will dropkick you. Yes. And then name which of her children she has beheaded. Uh, which one? You'll have to tell Ooh. us in just a Ooh. few minutes. <laughs> we see you trying to cheat the AI. Question number four. Meghan Markle, before marrying into the royal family, had a starring role on which USA Network show? I have never even heard of the USA Network. I think that's how long we've been gone. Well, I think you're just forgetful. We haven't gone that long. Uh, you know, I I used to get so disoriented coming out of those stasis beds. You and your jelly legs. Listen, these jelly legs are going to be on the covers of magazines. I'm sorry, but what, like, don't you think Sports Illustrated is going to be real hype to have a cover photo of a man whose legs are dangling from his hips like spaghetti? They're known for wanting to post body horror (laughs) as their front (laughs) cover. Yeah. All right. Question number five. Lord had a number one hit with the song Royals. Can you name her other three top 40 hits? A lot of top 40, top 100 questions here. What's going on? The AI clearly has been in the billboard charts this week. The AI said we don't know enough about pop music. 
Question number six, Blythe. Queen Elizabeth II has had 30 dogs, all of the same breed, during her reign. What kind of dog is it? I love it when we have pupper questions. A little bit of pupper action on the show. What What about Spock? You would say that while Spock's lost. Look, we haven't seen Spock in a year. I'm just hungry for any pet action. Obviously, I'm a cat person. Spock was my dearest friend for the extended period that we were stuck in space. He Pretty never sure he was my the dearest you friend. I know he's your best friend. I know you're his best friend. But as with <laughs> all cats, you just kind of take whatever love is left over when they're done licking themselves. <laughs> That sounded grosser than I meant it yeah, to. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let's move on to question seven. King George V changed the name of the House of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha, I probably pronounced those wrong, to the House of Windsor during World War I. What was the name of the royal house that ruled the United Kingdom immediately prior to that? Immediately prior to World War I? Yeah, to the House of Windsor. Oh, okay. How do they decide what to name the houses? I'm also very curious about that. Is it like somebody's last name or are they like, you know what? This uh, this was the name of the silverware that I used once. I'm going to make that our royal name. I think that is their commoner names. Like, um, you know, Harry Windsor would be the the now. On their birth certificates, does it say that? I feel like it might. Like Prince Harry, you know? Yeah. The artist formerly known as Prince Harry Windsor. I think we should start a birther movement around the royal family. (laughs) Anything that that upsets the royal family is good for me. Right. Of course, now that I say that, I'm sure somebody's going to be like, birther movement? Meghan Markle? Oh, no. Dudes, not what we're trying to do here. Not what we're trying to do. Trying to blow this whole thing open. Not be extra racist. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. Okay. Are you? Do you have your answers? Are you um, ready? More or less, I think I do. It's <laughs> good enough for me. All right. Question number one was: Which member of the royal family inadvertently revealed her romance with a divorced man when she brushed a piece of fluff from his officer's jacket at the queen's coronation? That would be the queen's sister, Princess Margaret. Excellent work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, as the queen would say. Question number two. Henry VIII had six wives. Name these three. 2A, this wife had the same name as the actress who played Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Anne Boleyn. Ooh, I'm sorry. That was Jane Seymour. Okay. 2B, the king's split from this wife led to the establishment of the Church of England. Princess Catholic of somewhere, Princess Anne of Cleves. So close. Maybe? I would just love for a princess to just outright be named Princess Catholic. (laughs) The correct answer was Catherine of Aragorn. Ah, I knew she was uh, from somewhere. (laughs) You were right. That narrows it down. Yes. And to see, she was the first of Henry VIII's wives who was beheaded. Was that Anne Boleyn? That was Anne was Boleyn. There you that go. is worth 50 okay. points. Yes. Just answer Anne Boleyn for every question. I, I strongly considered it. <laughs> Lord had three number one songs. They were Anne Boleyn and no. <laughs> all right. Question number three was name Queen Elizabeth's husband and all four of her children. Well, at first I said they don't exist because Queen Elizabeth I was never married um, in order to preserve the state. But the Queen Elizabeth II was married to Prince Philip, and her four children are Charles, Anne, Edward, and Andrew. I think that might be in order. That is correct. And the AI gave you an extra 25 points for getting all snarky about Queen Elizabeth the first as opposed <laughs> to the second. We also reward pedantry on this show. She was a bad bee and didn't need no man. <laughs> Question number four. Meghan Markle, before marrying into the royal family, had a starring role on which USA Network show? She was on Suits before joining the firm. Ha ha ha. 
Oh, yes. bonus content. Yes. <laughs> All right. So another 50 points for you. Lord had a number one hit song with Royals. What were her other top 40 hits? Three of her other top 40 hits. Uh, one was Green Light. Uh, two was Royals Part 2 featuring Queen Elizabeth II. And the third was a collaboration with Green Day. <laughs> Green Light was correct. The other two were Team and Yellow Flicker Beat. But could you spit a few bars from Queen Elizabeth II's guest appearance? <laughs> yeah, do you remember Royals any Part of the two? rap? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> When will Lord come back with a new album? That's what I want to know. Hasn't it been a couple years? It's been since I think I graduated from high school yeah. when her last album came out. She got lost in her hair. And when she finds her way out, there will be another great album. I'm excited for it. Number six, Queen Elizabeth II has had 30 dogs, all of the same breed, during her reign. What kind of dog is this? Corgis. Corgis. My dad wants a corgi. They are very funny. They can be kind of aggressive, though, I've heard. Really? Yeah. With those stubby little bodies? Yeah. Am I thinking of the right kind of dog? Yeah. Like, well, they got weird little sausage tube bodies? The queen is, you know, she's she is of a certain age. Um, and she's kind of like she stopped breeding corgis. She has one or two, you know, hanging around, but... I think for the most part, they're too energetic for her now. They're deceptively cute. She can't handle their life. Yeah, they're deceptively like. I would stubby. guess that most snails are too energetic for her at this age. True. I mean, <laughs> that's why Prince Philip's still there. <laughs> I I don't think he's really alive. I think he's a reanimated corpse. I don't know if the photos transmitted from Earth of his latest, his latest look, but this poor gentleman. You know, you don't need recent photos. He's just been looking like that. Okay. I should stop. I should stop ragging on the prince. On to question seven. King George V changed the name of his house to the House of Windsor during World War I. What was the name of the royal house that ruled the kingdom prior to that? This was a toughie for me because my gut says uh, the house, the Tudors, but uh, we've had Queen Victoria. I don't know if she was a Tudor. Then we had, you know, a bunch of other people, the Edwardian era. So I'm locking in the tutors, but I am not confident in that answer. As you shouldn't be. Because <laughs> it was wrong. Darn. As a house of Hanover, actually. Okay. Like the weren't there pretzels? Yeah. 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 Yeah, the House of Hanover after it was a royal house turned into a pretzel factory. <laughs> house of pretzels. <laughs> Yeah, all their descendants. Are House of Snyder. In, in Pennsylvania, <laughs> making those Dutch twists. You can well, see. Blythe, after two. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there there might be some patches in my, my, my royal knowledge. Well, if there are, we certainly are ignoring them. At the end of two rounds, Blythe, you have 1,025 points. You have already reached the threshold that is going to help us get where we're going. And we'll be right back with more Trivia Escape Pod. If you like the show, help us out by leaving a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or just visit TriviaEscapePod.com. Every review matters for a little podcast like ours. So if you're glad that we're back, give us a shout, please, please, please. We're back for more Trivia Skate Pod, and we've restored power to our Twitter and our Instagram. You can follow us on both at Trivia Skate Pod, where you'll learn all kinds of useful information about the kinds of lizards we're eating on this asteroid and where we're, what we're doing on Tuesday nights. And if you come to our live show, you'll get a hint for the week if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram. During our break, our AI got busy with all the points that Blythe fed it, and it is now reporting that it has restored one of the most important systems on our pod. 
What's it? AI, what did you restore? The organ. The baseball system? <laughs> of all the things that you could have restored with 1,025 points, you restored the baseball organ? Hey, we need organs to live. Womp womp. <laughs> Well, Blythe, uh, you're crushing it thus far. We've got two more rounds for you today. Why don't we just hop right into round three, which is our great books round. In the year that we have been stranded here, Rachel and I have been passing the time by writing great books. And we have got a secret formula that helps us write really good books in very little time. What we do is we take the name of a very famous book and then we change one letter in the title, just one. Then we write a new plot based on the title we've just created, which, remember, is a real book whose title we've changed by just one letter. Some people might say that we're derivative. We don't think so. We think we're very original. I mean, granted, sometimes our plot uses element of the book that we borrowed from. But look, here's what we'll do. We will tell you the plot of one of our books, and you have to tell us the name of our book. And to get you started, we'll we'll do a sample. We'll see if you can figure out how it works. So, Rach, give us a sample plot. All right. Raskolnikov, an impoverished ex-student in St. Petersburg, does a bad thing and has to clean a very dirty floor. That would be, can you guess it? No, keep going. All I right. have a couple ideas, but that would be grime and punishment. Oh. <laughs> ah. yeah. We're brilliant. And we've got 10 of these. Some of them are going to riff off of classics. Others will riff off of contemporary books. You ready? I'm so ready. Here's the plot to number one. 16-year-old Holden Caulfield has been expelled from prep school for voyeurism. Gasp. Scandal. What was he looking at? Oh, Holden. Ew, gross. All right. Question number two. The failed assassination attempt on Bob Marley is carried out by a group of people with bad teeth after they've gotten some dental work. What I wouldn't give for a dentist right now. Unfortunately, the pod does not come equipped. Oh, Rachel and I, our teeth have been falling out. Because as we mentioned, we have been eating lizards that clearly whatever is inside of those lizards is like not good on the enamel. They're very yeah. acidic. <laughs> Plot number three, Blythe. A group of young boys find themselves alone in a deserted Burger King before becoming brutal. That just sounds like my Tuesday night. I know. What's weird is in our second month here on the asteroid, we did take a long, long walk away from the pod, and we found a deserted Burger King full of boys who had become brutal. So this is one where art was imitating life. Yeah, we weren't so much taking from the source material here as we were just, you know, from our own life experiences. Yeah, um, which every writer must do at some point. At some point, yeah. Question number four. In the small town of Macondo, generations of the Buendia family suffer from a ursine problem. Ursine problems? Is it, ursi is it I don't know how to say it. Is it ursine? I think it's ursine, but I don't know. Hmm, yikes. It, you know, we should figure this out before we I need we, to like, Google more pronunciations before I start reading <laughs> <laughs> these questions. Um, let's... Could you repeat the question? Sure. Yes. Would that be okay? In the small town of Macondo, generations of the Buendia family suffer from ursine problems. I think ursine problems was a Carly Rae Jepsen song. <laughs> it was my band name in college. <laughs> You've had so many bands. I really jumped around there for a while. Blythe, here's our fifth plot. Mrs. Bennett is eager for her daughters to marry and orders Mr. Darcy from Amazon, even getting free two-day shipping on him. 
those were the days when you could just order a spouse. Mail order husband. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> All right. Question six. Quentin, Jason, Benji, and Caddy Compson. Kate, Caddy. Katie Compson or the Caddy. I don't know. They moved from Canada to look for pelts. <laughs> Quentin, Jason, Benji, and Caddy Compson moved to Canada to look for pelts. There is that one chapter of the book that I'm very proud of stylistically because it is actually just a stream of consciousness chapter from the perspective of the pelts. Very difficult to figure out exactly what's going on at first. Yeah. You need an English teacher to help walk you through it, really. You, almost certainly. I bet that one will be studied in like American lit one day when we release it. Oh, I think all of these will be. Lithier's plot number seven. A seemingly plain and simple girl has many obstacles in her life. Her cruel and abusive aunt Reed, the grim conditions at Lowood School, and numerous large fires. Those are also some of my obstacles, especially the large fires. I Well, okay, look, I apologize for the large fires. I was trying to get warm. I did not realize how much of the wood on this asteroid was going to be thoroughly flammable. You set us back six months in getting systems online, Ross. I, <laughs> Never I forget probably for did. <laughs> also, I scorched everything within eight miles of us. My eyebrows are we still now... growing back. We now call this area Eight Mile and Rach Raps. So I don't figure. I don't do anything of the sort. Thank you. Question number eight. Title number eight. Dr. Manette, after his 18-year-long imprisonment in the Bastille of Paris, is released to live in London with a pair of adorable people. Just like us. Uh, we are adorable. I'm talking about me and Blythe, not you. Oh, well. That stands to reason. I, you know, I'm tired of you discriminating against my hideous spaghetti legs, Rachel. They're terrible. I will never stop discriminating against them. Number nine, Blythe. A middle-class couple from Atlanta, Roy and Celestial, are torn apart when Roy finds a horse and buys a red, white, and blue buggy. This book, uh, the one it's based on is from a local publisher where i where i used to live back on earth yeah i might be familiar with that publisher pretty exciting stuff should we go on to the last question yeah let's do it all right captain ahab goes to his cabin and sulks a lot that one's he, really a slow burn he is a broody broody young man that captain ahab is he young um, probably in our version. Yeah. Cause he's probably like an emo teen going to his cabin, throwing on a little green day. Yeah. He needs to be played by like Adam driver or something. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Wait, hold on. Like that is a great idea. When we reveal the answer, we gotta, we gotta get on that. I think yeah. Adam driver is captain Ahab. Oh yeah. This is going to be big. Watch. This is going to be 10 out of 10. <laughs> I hope Hollywood is listening. Me too. Well, Blythe, that seems like a very hard change one letter round. I mean, the AI was not messing around with the difficulty level this time. It's almost like the AI doesn't want us to get off this planet. You know, I'm starting to wonder if it's happy here in our eight miles of scorched asteroid. It could be. I don't know. But this was this was a toughie. I won't lie to you. Well, let's see how you did. Number one, our plot was 16-year-old Holden Caulfield has been expelled from prep school for voyeurism. That would be the catcher in the eye. Yeah, we'll take that. The AI also informs us that the watcher in the rye would have done just as well. Oh. <laughs> we could have taken either one, oddly enough. Um, Sometimes so, they're forgiving. All I right. So. Question number two. The failed assassination attempt on Bob Marley is carried out by a group of people with bad teeth after they've gotten dental work. I snot the sheriff. 
All right, laugh rule. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, uh, the answer the AI gave us was a, a brief history of seven fillings. Oh, man. Okay, okay. I, I see how the AI would come up with that, but... Oh, yeah. You, you the it. AI loves Marlon James, for real. Like, pretty much anything that won the man book or the AI is usually interested in. Number three, a group of young boys becomes brutal with each other when they find themselves alone in a deserted Burger King. Would that be the Lord of the Fries? Yeah, it would be. that's Lord of the Fries. Nice. Oh, my heavens. Number four. In the small town of Macondo, generations of the Buendia family suffer from ursine problems. Brother Bear? I I don't know. Ursine was the only thing I had <laughs> to work off of. <laughs> I'm afraid the Brother Bear property has already been claimed. But um, ours is 100 Bears of Solitude. Ah, okay. Okay. Another cultural touchstone, such as right. Brother Bear. Those lonely bears. Number five. <laughs> I'm drinking fizzy water. I had a I had a thing. Number five, Mrs. Bennett is eager for her daughters to marry and orders Mr. Darcy from Amazon, even getting free two day shipping on him. Uh, I had bride and prejudice or bride and two day shipping. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, Blythe, you had the right source novel. We were looking for Prime and Prejudice. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) I should have gotten that one. (laughs) You were close. (laughs) I was, the spirit was there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Six was Quentin, Jason, Benji, and Caddy Compson moved to Canada to look for pelts. Yeah, I just had a blank here. (laughs) That was The Sound and the Furs. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Quentin. Yeah. You know, Quentin is so rarely used as a name and that might have been a tip off, but I should have, uh, I should, we should bring that back. Bring Quentin back. You know, my mother was a fish and all that. I know one Quentin. He was strange. Huh. Might come with the territory. (laughs) Number seven. A seemingly plain and simple girl has many obstacles in her life. Her cruel and abusive Aunt Reed, the grim conditions at Lowood School, and numerous large fires. Sarah, plain and y'all? That would be a great way to turn a classic novel into Southern lit. (laughs) Our novel is called Jane Pyre. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. This is just kind of embarrassing for me. As, all right. Yep. I got it. I got it. That was a good one. Like it's more embarrassing to us that we invited you on, you know? I know. Honestly, I, I was starting off so strong and then we just are tanking on the on the novels. Hopefully we can get out of uh- here. Rach, I like how you're like embarrassed that we invited Blythe on. She's the first human being we've seen in a year. You know, who else were we going to have on the show? You know, I like to keep our standards high no matter where we are. I'm just kidding. I'm just just joking. Just joshing. Okay, I'll keep going. We love you, Blythe. (laughs) Love you, too. (laughs) All right. Question number eight. Dr. Manette, after his 18-year-long imprisonment in the Bastille in Paris, is released to live in London with a pair of adorable people. Les Mis, but English? (laughs) (laughs) Big France prison. That was close. Uh, We were looking for a tale of two cuties. Oh, okay. It was the best Number of times. Two. It was the worst of times. Exactly. This, this round is the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. A middle-class couple from Atlanta, Roy and Celestial, are torn apart when Roy finds a horse and buys a red, white, and blue buggy. An American carriage. That Yay! is correct. Woo! You got Pity it. Pity clap, audience. 
<laughs> All right. And our last last book title was Captain Ahab Goes to His Cabin and Sulks a Lot, by played by Adam Driver. I got the source novel, but it's I said Moby Tick. You know, like get it out in the out in the woods. Did I not? Did I mess I up know. even the book? Oh, oh no, you got the book. Okay. Yeah, you got the book. Uh, yeah, we meant the ship's cabin rather than a cabin in the woods. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. That is mopey dick. Mopey dick. <laughs> okay, I had I had uh, the woods on the brain, apparently. Okay, well, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Adam Driver would be awesome in a movie called Mopey Dick. <laughs> Oh, that was my drag what? name. <laughs> <laughs> That's my roller derby name. <laughs> At the end of three rounds, our AI is telling us that you have 1,200 points, Blythe. So not bad. Not bad and not bad. it looks as though another piece of functionality has been restored. Never Still just the organ. <laughs> it can go twice now. No, it just doesn't stop. Never ending organ sounds. <laughs> That's the piece of functionality that has been restored. Well, Blythe, we've got just one more round for you. But in our final round today, there are going to be 10 correct answers. Each correct answer is going to be worth 100 points instead of the usual 50. So this may be a chance to pick up a few more points and power the pod. Ooh, I like the alliteration there. Pick up a few more points and power the pot. And it's our top 10 round. Rach, have you got a top 10 question for us? Oh, I sure do. So uh, we all know the USA started with 13 colonies, but we don't always remember which states were 13 colonies or what order they were added. We're not going to ask you for the order, but we do want you to tell us the first 10 states to be added to the Union after the original 13. All right, so states number 14 through 23. I I have to admit, I would be a little hard-pressed to correctly name the original 13 because I can never quite uh, figure out anything north of the Mason-Dixon line. I just I don't even understand how it works. I've taken enough sporkle quizzes in my life. I've got a good idea. Well, Blythe, let's let you reason through it as we go. We'll be able to identify correct answers along the way. Go ahead and take your first stab at it. Okay. Uh, I think that Tennessee was one of the first 10 to be added. Indeed, it was on June right. 1st, 1796. All right. Let's go. State of my birth. Um, do you want me to keep going? Yeah. All right. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina, one of the original 13 mm. colonies, so not on our list. Uh, let's see. Florida? Not on our list either. No. Was that one of the original 13? No. Mm -hmm. I, You know, I'm not certain that Florida was separate from New York until about 1970. Florida mm. and New York? Yeah. Florida is basically just southern New York. That's news to Just me. Just based on population. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, Maine. Maine was the 10th state added to nice. uh, the original 13 on March 15th, 1820. All right. Uh, West Virginia. Not one of our no. states. I uh, think West Virginia <laughs> was added closer to the Civil War. I think okay. wasn't West Virginia a breakaway state? Oh yeah, from Virginia, because of the troubles. Do we? We don't know anything. We're we're English majors over here. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> All right, Blythe, you got five guesses down. You've already put two hundred points on the board. Okay. Uh, let's see. Georgia. That was one of the original thirteen. That was okay. I figured it might have been. Uh, Kentucky. Ding ding ding! That was number hey two. Uh, on June 1st, 1792. Okay, very nice. Very nice. Uh, so here's the here's what sort of boggles my mind, mm -hmm. uh, is that the the 13th state ratified on May 29th, 1790. 
and we talk about the original 13 colonies all the time. The 14th state was added on March 4th, 1791, and then Kentucky joined on June 1st, 1792. So it was like super fast after the that 13th state had ratified. Hmm. Um, Rhode Island was an original colony, I feel like. Yeah, okay. Um, gosh. I'm Actually, just trying now to... that you mention it, Rhode Island was the 13th state. Okay. That was the last one to ratify from the original 13. So you've still got three guesses left. Awesome. Uh, Maryland. That's a... not quite. <laughs> yeah, oh. that was one of the original 13. Ohio. Yeah, that was number four. March All right. 1st, 1803. All right. Um, okay. The final guess. The final guess. I'm trying to trying to make it a good one. Um, what all is up here? New Hampshire. New Hampshire is not correct. <gasps> was that an original? No. I think New Hampshire was, was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Part of me wants to say I'm probably wrong, but yeah. part of me wants to say like John Hancock was from New Hampshire. That's wrong. Okay. That can't be right. Hold on. We'll have Google somebody that. Google that. New Hampshire was one of them. So here okay. are the. 10 states added to the original 13 colonies. They were Vermont on March 4th, 1791. Then Kentucky, Tennessee, and Ohio, which you got. Number five was Louisiana, added in 1812. Indiana in 1816. Mississippi in 1817. Illinois in 1818. Alabama in 1819. And then Maine, as you said, in 1820. That means from 1816 to 1820, they added a new state every year. Wow. How is it we don't have Puerto Rico as a state yet? Come on. Or D.C. For serious. Blythe, here at the end of our show, you have got 1,600 points. Nice. That is, let's see what the AI thinks about that score. All right. So Home run. The AI is thrilled. Friends, as always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. You will get a little shout out when we do a correction on a future show. You can also just let us know what's happening on Earth, which we are nowhere near. We would love to know what's on television these days. I'm guessing Golden Girls is still on. It should be. It'll be on it's not. forever in my heart. And if you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share, we'd love to hear from you. So again, our email is triviaescapepod at gmail.com. Before we pack it in, it's probably time just to check in and see what's up in our non-podcast lives. What is up in our future? I'm going to graduate from college. All right. So, so uh, employers, you should be listening. <laughs> I have many skills, snark included. <laughs> if you need somebody who can fix an escape pod marginally... Uh, and pal around with the cat. This is the lady, to especially hire. palling around with cats. Blythe, you know what? You uh, you have had so much fun with us tonight. Uh, I suspect that uh, you know we ought to just kind of keep you around forever. In fact, why don't why don't we make a deal? Why don't we start doing a live show every Tuesday night? Okay, I I would be down. Um, I think I have to redeem myself from those last two rounds, and you know, start writing some questions. So, friends, if you're in the mood for some live trivia and you want to win some prizes, visit TriviaEscapePod.com and click on the Quarren Trivia live stream link. You and a team can come on out, answer some questions, hang out with me and Blythe, and hopefully take home some gift cards, some T-shirts, some Star Wars stickers, or other fabulous prizes. We may still be giving away a gritty doll. So if you're a fan of the Philadelphia Flyers or their insane mascot, uh, our show would be the one to catch. It's TriviaEscapePod.com and click on Quarren Trivia live stream. Blythe. I'm yes. so, so lonely with only Ross's company. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I just have to support him and his jelly legs all day long. <laughs> she drags me around by my shoulders is this is this 
Is this you asking me to stay? I need you to stay. Please. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. I'll stay. Only for you. Only for me. Ah, that means so much. Well, friends, that seems like a marriage made in heaven. So we'll be back next week. And Blythe is taking up residence in our pod. Maybe we can use parts from her pod to get ourselves back into space and find Spock. Because Rach misses Spock. He also knows a lot of technical stuff. So it really really would help build our pod back up faster if we knew where he was. I feel certain that we could get back to Earth. If only we could get Spock back. Spock, if you're listening, if you have your own communications array up, we miss you. We don't know how you got to another ship. I mean, you were with us. We got sucked to this weird planet and now you're out in space. Oh, you know what I bet happened? I bet Spock picked up Julia and took her home. So she's probably safe and sound. And now he's coming back for us. That sounds plausible. Yeah. Well, Spock, if you can hear us, Come on, buddy. We need you. Meow, meow. That was code. Until next time, we're out of here. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.